welcome to the Yana Podcast, a mental health podcast where we're going to talk about life, your stories of strength, and get all in our feelings. Our hosts are Becca and me, Danny. We work for NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. NAMI is the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization, and our mission is to build better lives for the millions of Americans that are impacted by mental illness. Our roles at NAMI Philly involve working with the youth in the community, so we have a special passion for empowering young people to shatter stigma and help them know that they are not alone. Yeah, so therefore, we decided to start the YANA podcast, which stands for You Are Not Alone. The content of this podcast may contain mature subject matter, such as discussions about suicide, self-harm, drug and alcohol abuse, sexual or physical violence, as well as the use of strong language. Listener discretion advised. When we left off last week, we had been talking with Kate Casey. She is a, she who uses the pronouns she, her. She is a rising senior at Eastern University studying social work and biblical studies. She is passionate about social justice and caring for people in a holistic manner and hopes to pursue a career in social work. Kate came to NAMI as a part of her social work program and interned from January to March of 2022, where she was able to expand her understanding on mental health, wellness, and the impact a listening ear can make in the lives of others. We we talked to her about her background as a homeschooled student, her upbringing with religion, her college experiences, and the way she manages her mental health, specifically anxiety. She became more aware of her anxiety during the COVID pandemic. So we'll be jumping into that um, and pick up right where we left off. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) So when we left off, I had been asking like a gazillion questions about uh, Kate having um, Kate's experience being homeschooled. And then also we started talking about boys at the end. And um, which, you know, it's always a fun topic. Um, so, but before, but, you know, we want to not just get caught up in one aspect of Kate's life because her, her life is actually, she's got a lot of really fascinating aspects and she describes some certain things really well. So I want to let her move on and, you know, get into the rest of her story. So, yeah. Um, I guess we can, obviously, since this is the uh, Yana podcast with Nami Philly, we could, should probably talk about the, uh, like, my mental health and kind of maybe the first time I became aware of my own mental health and wellness being not, like, neurotypical, I suppose is a good way to put it. Um, Mm. Like, I experienced my first, yeah, like, I experienced my first panic attack um, when I was about 19, I think. So I was at a youth retreat. I was a sponsor for a youth retreat. So I was like a leader and we were in Lake Michigan, which is like freezing cold already. And so your body already has strong reactions to cold water. And then I had swum, like I was swimming out there with a bunch of other students and um, 
we got to the point where my feet couldn't touch the bottom anymore and the cold water was like up to my neck and then I couldn't breathe. I was like, I can't touch the water. My legs are like, like my legs are cold. My hands are cold. Like everything started to like shake and vibrate inside of me basically. And then one of the students, he looked back at me and thankfully he was taller than I am. So he looked back and was like, are you okay? And I said, I think I'm having a panic attack. And he was like, what do you need from me? And I said, can you take my hand and take me back out of the water? And so he did very, very kindly, like just took my hand and gently pulled me out. And like, I got to where I could walk. I walked out and I just kind of like warmed myself on the beach the rest of the day and just kind of like breathe. Yeah. Um, But there was a moment where I was like, okay, why am I so freaked out? And like, I've never been a big fan of the ocean. Like I've always been terrified of sharks. Um, Also, I have a kind of ridiculous fear of drowning. Like that is the, it's just uh, the, probably my biggest phobia or fear, I suppose is a good way to put that. Um, Like one of the tangible fears, not necessarily like the social or emotional ones. It's like, that's the, that's the physical fear that I have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the loss of control, loss of not being able to like, yeah, a lot of, I mean, that's, in your common, body. that's a common fear. You know, like yeah. my grandmother has that fear, like very significantly. She doesn't like to be near water or anything because of it. So, yeah. And I love the beach and I love wading in like the shallow waters and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't mind going out on like boats to jet ski or anything okay. like that, but it's just like, I, it's like you have to be in control of like yeah your pools yeah I I do like pools um like pools are fine because you can see the bottom of them and all that I also like I don't care much for going super like diving and being super deep in the water because I have like I had a lot of ear infections growing up oh yeah so like Mm -hmm. my ears are just super sensitive to pressure um so flying is always a bit of a like my ears are about pretty gunked up and like messed up for a couple hours after I fly so it's always like okay well this is just kind of how we live though it's a lot of chewing gum and a lot of like doing mm. the ear pop thing so it's just like I like doing like that, that. Mm-hmm. I yeah that. I hate it Wait, so <laughs> I was actually just watching well re-watching Ted Lasso and last night I watched the episode of him when it was his first like panic attack Kate have you ever seen Ted Lasso I've not. I've seen like oh two God. episodes, maybe when Tend my dad was watching. Keep going. Keep going. I keep... recommend. Yeah, but it like, touches. It's base a, a little on... weird at first, but it's like it touches based on a lot of like mm-hmm. like real mental health scenarios, mm-hmm. and yeah. love it because like when I first had my first um, panic attack. I absolutely had no idea what was going on. I thought I was going to die. And mm-hmm. I, I'm i already like a very anxious person. Like, I, Becca, I showed you my hands. My hands are always sweaty. And like, it's just, it's an everyday battle. Um, and, but that's always what happens to him first is his hands. Yeah, and like my hands like start like jittering. And I'm like, I, that's when I got to like reel it back in. Um, mm-hmm. But when I first had my uh, uh, bleh, panic attack, um, no one under like no one around me like understood like what was going on. So no one kind of was, you know, like yeah. And 
this is why like also like I've there's a lot of relationships that I have like outgrown because of that um no one was really like willing to understand Mm. well I guess not I wouldn't say no one like my close friends are solid but no you know I didn't have that person to reel me back in and kind like I had to like figure that out on my own and it's it's just sometimes you just need that kindness from from someone and um but yeah Ted Lasso had his boss to kind of like comfort him at that time it was just like really I don't know like you just really have to have good company I guess yeah Um, yeah I didn't at the time sorry yeah I it's one of those things where I am so so grateful for the people that I have always had around me um even if they haven't completely understood they've always been really supportive and I've been very vocal about expressing like ever since especially since I started really educating myself myself on mental health and mental wellness Mm -hmm. I'm very vocal about like hey here are things that like you should know about me and like just talking about with people in general and like my two closest people at school both have mental health like history Mm -hmm. and like live with it or are in recovery for different things so it's just like it is very encouraging to have those people around me who are well educated on it and like willing to advocate for me and willing to advocate on behalf of others as well um yeah so that's been really nice and even like when I was 19 and first experienced this panic attack like I could tell like cognitively I knew what was going on because of like the exposure that I had had um, honestly, being on social media and like reading about different hmm. like mental health and mental wellness, because it's like being on Tumblr, it's like everybody would talk about how their depression was working. And like my best friend at the time, she lives with depression and anxiety, yep. uh, lives with, I think. I, unfortunately, I lost contact with her. Um, we just no longer became friends. We were no longer friends. Um, and that was hard. But like, there were also a lot of different things going on in my life and in her life. And we just kind of exploded. Um, We had a big fight, which was not fun. But um, that's just one of those relationships that like, if I have any regrets in my life, it's how I handled that relationship and that friendship. I Mm -hmm. wish I could have handled it a lot better. But I also wasn't as well educated or aware of like how mental health and mental illness impacts an entire person's life and how like specific situations can make things better or worse and coping skills. Like I didn't have that language at the time. And so I didn't, I didn't understand where she was coming from. I tried to be caring, but I just, I didn't, I wasn't in the way that Mm. I should have been. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's tough. I've, I've been there. Yeah. 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 Um. So but again, I'm thankful for the people around me who have been trying and learning and have stuck with me as I've been trying to educate myself um, and learn all about it. Um, and yeah, so I also had the blessing of like, because I recognize that I live with anxiety, I have kind of the blessing of having older siblings who have gone before me and been like, oh, okay, this is like what's going on in our bodies. And I can see our family history. We have like a history of different types of mental illness and mental health within our family. Mm -hmm. Um, combine that with perfectionism and people pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety is like, it's, it makes the perfect recipe for anxiety. Yeah. I also just want to say, just like, uh, touch back on something you just said, which was like, 
because of social media, you were able, you knew like what was going on with you and like kind of what's you. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, a lot of times people are like, what, what's responsible for the down, the decline in, you know, young people's mental health these days. And it's like social media, social media. But in your case, like what you just mentioned was it was actually something that really helped you, maybe saved you, you know, mm-hmm. but that's, yeah. that's really interesting. I like hearing you know, those different perspectives on that too, because I think there is, there is some validity to the like positive effect. I mean, obviously it's why it's around and so popular, but like social media can be really helpful in ways, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's actually like in this uh, segue, not really segue, but uh, tangent. Um, but there's like, there's like these Instagram accounts that are like, me to like mainline me to like different schools and like you know like black mainline speaks and like all these different mm-hmm. people posting about you know negative experiences they've had whether it's like you know sexually related or racially related and I'm like you know I'm so glad social media didn't exist when I was young because I definitely would have been one of those kids that would have gotten in trouble um but like I would have really appreciated that, you know, like seeing, like, especially because I, I had sexual trauma when I was young, that like, I wasn't alone, you know, like yeah. things that are really positive about, you know, right. social media. Yeah. And like, there can be some nasty things that occur because of that, but I think it's better, it's better to be able to, for young people to see they're not alone, which is yeah. really powerful. And that's where I'm also like, I'm thankful for my, I may be aging myself in this, but it's like the way that I grew up, it's like my first phone was a flip phone. And so like, I didn't have iPhones and access to all of like the social media things until I was older. You know what I mean? Like I had a flip phone for two years and then I find, then I got an iPhone. Um, like I had my flip phone and my iPod. Like it was, that's- but How old are that, you? you I was an early 2000s. <laughs> like that was the early 2000s. Cause I was born in the, like the late, late nineties. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just, it, that just made me crack up. Cause you're like, I don't want to date myself, but or age myself. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, they didn't even have cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a car phone. <laughs> And that was like super fancy. It was like attached to the car. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> the more you know, folks, the oh more you know. Oh my God. And then yeah. when I did get my first cell phone, because like it was only to be used when I was driving because it was like $10 a minute. And it was yes. this brick. It was the biggest thing. <laughs> my first phone was the minutes one, whatever. Yeah. But sheesh what a time yeah anyway um, sorry it's good <laughs> that just cracked me up yeah and it's like I'm I think because of that I had a much more healthy outlook on social media just yeah. in general like I knew that to an extent social media wasn't real and also like I think it was the type of media that I was on I was again I was on tumblr I watched anime I was a certified mm. nerd so like <laughs> I didn't see the models or the girls who would like Photoshop their own things. Like I still, to this day, only use Snapchat to send memes to my friends. Like Mm. I will see something funny, take a picture of it and send it to them. Like uh, the era of like Photoshop and glossing up all of your pictures, um, even just to have for yourself. Like that's not like, that's not something that I'm really into. It also like 
from an early age, just like a value that I have had is like authenticity and mm. integrity. And it's like, yeah. yeah, there are spaces where you can be truly authentic and share your full heart. Social media is not the place to always do that. Like sometimes right. you can share bits of your story. Um, like I think platforms like this, the, the Yana podcast and like mm. where we are supposed to be sharing who we are and our authentic selves, I think is really important for other people to know. But I wouldn't like... I wouldn't post all my deep dark secrets on Instagram because it's not what that platform needs and not that you need to be fake, but you need to be safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. like, yeah, I'm just very glad that I had attributes like that instilled within me, like growing up within my family as well. And that just impacts the way that I look at social media and the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Well, that's another thing too, because like, I know, you know, like people post on social media, but you know, like their life isn't like that to the T. And I think people, I mean, I don't know, from my experience, I guess, like people will post on social media and it's, you know, not dissing them for always just posting the good stuff, but it's like, you know, not everyone has this peachy perfect life, like something somewhere is always a little chaos it's a it's a highlight reel you know yeah exactly and I am I'm I'm guilty like I touch up every single one of my photos that go I there's not a single photo that I would post that is not completely edited um so that's not true there is actually a couple but these days I'm going to do a rebranding on my social media so I so I deleted um a lot of stuff but that's besides I did that too a while ago yeah yeah okay so let's keep going let's I I so we Kate like I mean I think we're like getting like into so many different topics and it's so great because you are you have such incredible insight and all of these different aspects um but like we are gonna have to like start moving towards wrapping up soon so I want to kind of see how we got here you know like can, can you take us on that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I took, so I took three years off in between high school and college um, because okay. I initially thought that I wanted to do film acting. Um, I tried that for a year and I loved it, but it wasn't like sustainable. Um, and I think that was also when like looking back on it, I see anxiety, like the desire to be responsible, the desire to be perfect, the desire to be like, not to like, have my, not that I have ever lost my parents' approval, but to have like the approval of the people around me of Mm -hmm. like, I'm doing something worthwhile with my life. Um, Like that's still something that I think about, but it definitely has changed. Um, But like, I wanted to do something that was going to make a difference. That was going to be good that like the people that I loved could say, yeah, this is what Kate is doing. And we're super proud of where she's going and like my parents have always been so supportive of any avenue that I take and I'm like again over the moon thankful for that because without that support I would be a hot mess um but yeah so it can be the like end all be all really like yeah yeah 
Um, mm-hmm. I have never, I'm, I've never doubted my parents' love. I've never doubted my parents' support, even if they didn't think it was the most financially best decision, or if it was the most responsible decision, they have always supported me and been in my corner, um, which I really, really appreciate. But like, yeah, so after I did the acting thing, I ended up interning at a couple different, like a couple different churches. One was in Washington, D.C. for a summer. And then I interned at the church that my dad is pastor of for about like nine months, I think. Okay. Something like that. And I was like, okay, I think I want to go into worship ministry. I think I want to be a, like a pastor in some capacity. And so that's how I found Eastern. I was like, okay, I'm going to go for their theology degree. I'm going to take pastoral classes. And then while I was doing worship ministry, I started to experience burnout for the first time um, because I was like 20 years old. I was performing in capacities that like, I didn't know what self-care was. I didn't know how to like take care of myself in the in-betweens um like because okay. there's always like it's the Sunday steamroller every single week you have to be on um mm. and you have to be ready um all the while I was starting to ask questions about my faith and my beliefs and like the bible and stuff like that so that was difficult um I just became not excited it was more of a drag to be leading worship at church than it was an enjoyment of like leading worship with my congregation and my community it was more of a chore and it was a job rather than the thing yeah. that I loved and I was that like happened okay. to me. that happened to me I worked in the music industry and music was like my life like I love like that's something I've always been super passionate about and it became like if I have to go to one more show or like you know it, it was and I was like this is not how I want to be I love this is something I'm passionate about I don't want to feel like this yeah it's and tough. yeah so I'm like I was like, okay, I've already committed to Eastern though. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And then my sister-in-law, um, she is a social worker. So mm-hmm. she actually told me, she's like, hey, I see the way that you want to live and you want to serve people and you want to be a light. You should look into social work because you mm-hmm. have all of these attributes and the things that social workers do falls in line with a lot of what Jesus talked about and preached about. Um, and I think that you will succeed in this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a look at that. I did research and I fell in love with social work. I was like, heck yes, we have core competencies and like our code of ethics and like all these different things. And like our core values is uh, have a sticker with all of the core values of social workers on it, because that's just, it's so read it. I love it. So yeah, the, the core values of social work are service, social justice, dignity, and worth of a person importance of human relationships, integrity, and competence. Mm-hmm. Like all of those okay. things. It's the, the dignity and worth of a person is like, it's seeing a person as a person and going, oh my gosh, you're made in the image, in my perspective, as I said earlier, you're made in the image of God and therefore have infinite worth and deserve to be loved and deserve to be treated well and deserve to right. like live your life to the fullest. And mm-hmm. I want to empower you to grab hold of that life. And that's basically what social workers do. We are cheerleaders. We are empowerers. We are, um, yeah, we, we are bridges for resources. Like we are the stepping stone to get you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So like that is, that is what I love about social work um, and why I love doing what I do at NAMI because we are just a resource 
we're a resource educational place. That's, we are so yeah. many different things. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree wholehearted. Yeah. I'm a big NAMI fan. I, oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So what is your, where's your plan take? Like, where do you see this taking you? Well, I do know that I want to get my master's in social work um, okay. and I want to eventually get my licensure, which means I want to be an LCSW. Uh, so I want to be a licensed clinical social worker. So um, that means so, a therapist. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to do clinical work. I want to go into direct practice. So I know with my master's in social work, I want to go on like the clinical track, which means I will be working with direct practice with more like crisis intervention um, with like mm -hmm. the justice systems and things like that. Mm. Like I, I think that's where I want to go. That's what I'll be involved with. Um, I'm super thankful because uh, my program at Eastern, so this is my first of two internships that I will have. So um, for the junior year, we have a spring internship and then the senior year, we have an internship in both the fall and spring semesters. Okay. So, but it's one internship the whole year. So okay. I'll be, I'll be doing that at a school, actually. I'm not going to say the name of the school, but we will, I'll be doing that at a school and okay. I'm very excited about it. Um, yeah. Like it's going to be a, such a different experience because it'll like be with the counseling department kind mm -hmm. of, yeah. so you'll have to bring us in to do an ETS presentation. Yeah. <laughs> I will definitely talk to them and be like, Hey, so, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I am. I'm so excited because I get to experience a completely different set of like practices and behaviors and understandings, like very, it's a very social worky aspect. And like something yeah. I've loved doing here at NAMI is the advocacy sessions because I get to meet one-on-one yeah. -on -one with people and talk with them and be like, Hey, what do you need? What do you want to accomplish today? And it's like helping people to do the things they want to do, right? And like sign up for training or get a therapist or like, it's not clinical. It's just saying like, Hey, I'm your friend. I want to help. Yeah. Kate That's is so nice. doing so many amazing things. And I, I'm so excited to see all of these things unfold for you. And You'll yes. have to come back and tell us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely will. I'm coming to the walk. I'm coming to the walk in okay. September. Yes, by the so way, NAMI, NAMI walks Philly. <laughs> third annual NAMI walks Philly fully yeah. person at the Navy Philadelphia on September 26th. I'm so bad at this. I always 28? forget. Oh my God. That last Sunday. <laughs> last Sunday. <laughs> I think it's last, last Sunday. Oh man. It's I, somewhere in that I effed that, that up really bad. It was like such a good, oh, it's the 25th. So yeah, September 25th. Um, anyway, see you there. But awesome, Kate. Well, we do need to start wrapping up. So dance. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> Take it away. Hey, Kate, my beautiful, precious Kate. <laughs> if you could, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, I've been thinking about this for literally weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. Um, it's so hard because there are so many things, um, as cheesy as it sounds, it's like be, I, I would look at myself when I would say, Hey, continue being yourself. Like, mm -hmm. don't that carefree aspect you had as a kid where you didn't really care what people thought about you as much, 
or how people perceived you as much, keep that. Hold on to that because you know who you are. And even if you don't, you will figure it out. Don't let other people define who you are. Don't let, um, don't let friends, don't let boys, don't let parents, like you get to define who you are and you get to grow and you get to be your own person. And like, it's not bad to want to be in community and to want to have people who love you, but people are going to love you regardless of who you are. Like you don't have to mold and to shape and to be a chameleon and become somebody that you're not in order to be loved. Beautiful. I love that. It's so true. It's so true. It's such a good message. You know, that's something that we all need to pay attention to because yes, we are all lovable at our very cores and, you know, worthy and deserving of love. Um, Thank you so much, Kate. Can people follow you anywhere they want to? I do. I do have an Instagram, though I do keep it private. Um, okay. I just I post things about my school and for like I'm a resident assistant on campus, so I post things about my residents. So sadly, I do keep it private. But fair. That yeah. makes sense. No problem. Yeah. Um, everybody is entitled to their. <laughs> um. So and then you can follow us, the Yana Podcast, on Instagram at the underscore Yana Podcast. You can also go to theyanapodcast.com. You can stream all of our episodes there, find out more information about our episodes, about us. And um, we are also, you can go to any podcast podcast. Was that the word that I, what it is, that wasn't the word I just said, was it? <laughs> any podcast platform to listen to this and is yes, including yeah. what listening to on this on to now. Um, okay. That was, none of that was correct English, but. Moving on. Moving on. So anyway, thank you so much, Kate, for doing this with us. This was thank you, fun, Kate. And I love yeah. getting to learn more, even more about you and, yeah. you know, get to chat for this last period of time so um i guess we will say goodbye we put out new episodes every tuesday so we will see you next no bye y'all thank you i see you next tuesday bye-bye peace and love (laughs) bye if you or someone you know is in crisis call the suicide and crisis lifeline at 988 or you can text NAMI to the crisis text line at 741-741 or go to NAMI.org for more information. Remember, you are not alone.